0: Press Control to Crouch. The Crouch Peak Podcast. Crouch Peak Stream, here we go. We are Laha Hive. I'm here on Twitter Spaces as well, in case anybody is joining me on that front. So thank you to everybody who is tuning in. Um, it has been quite the week for... Uh, upsets, certainly. Man, uh, talk about... what. Talk about not knowing who's going to come through, right? Um, This first stage was unbelievable, in case anybody did not tune in. Um, Bad News Eagles and Mouse taking the 3-0 is an absolutely huge, um, unexpected result, at least from my opinion. And I feel like a lot of individuals um, were also feeling the same way in that regard. Um, Of course, I just want to preface this podcast by saying um, I was expected to go to Rio. Um, but I did not. Um, I have quite um, a few personal obligations that I think kind of um, when weighing out 19 days uh, in a foreign country or, you know, closer to three weeks, um, you know, with just as much as I have going on, it was probably best for me to stay home just because um, I wanted to efficiently um, cover the major as best as I can. And um, I didn't feel like me being there was um, the best for my impact as far as dust 2 is concerned and crouch peak is concerned and um, in general so here i am um, i was very much expecting to (laughs) there's oj um so yeah uh honestly um i'm i was a little disappointed to not be going Uh, obviously with this being a historic event and me not you know, finishing out my Dallas tenure, that was unfortunate, but um, a part of this gig is recognizing your limits. And um, yeah, I think two, three weeks over there would have been a lot for me just with everything going on. So um, very unfortunate, but I don't want to make that um, the huge uh, principle of this conversation. I don't want this to be the the big talking point. Um, We're here to talk Counter-Strike, obviously. Um, And I'm going to first off start this with my hard underrate. And that was far and away mouse. Um, anybody who was internally um, discussing this major with me over in the Dust Two Discord, um, they know how anti-mouse I was. Um, I very blindly did not agree with um, the the trajectory in which this team was going. Um, honestly, I didn't really didn't really respect or believe in the vision that Dexter um, was kind of painting. As the in-game leader, um, I already had my biases against him coming. Excuse me, coming from a weaker region. Obviously, the um, Oceanics uh, region does not quite build the best talent. JKS being kind of the the pinnacle, um, and then of course that Hundred Thieves slash Renegades lineup that saw its uh, peaks and valleys um, pre-COVID. And um, yeah, I just, I did not really believe in what they had to offer. And um, I am pleasantly proven wrong. The one that I think shocked everyone was Bad News Eagles. Now I know I did see some tweets um, entering the events. You know, maybe this team is the team that's going to feel not so shaken by the crowd. Just because when you look at Bad News Eagles, they are, unsigned. They do not have organizational representation. So every time they come into an event, they are um, coming in as an underdog. So they've kind of wore that mystique all the way through. And um, as we saw, Bad News Eagles was totally unfazed by the crowd. And I think we kind of came to a realization that a shaky set of Brazilian teams were not lifted by the crowd which i thought would happen i overrated hard zero zero nation and actually they are my de facto number one hard overrate out of every team here now i did expect eg to do a little better and um, i went back and i played the simulation because the 9z loss to me was like a huge oops. Um, but when you run the simulation, it's pretty likely they would have played Vitality, Furia, Cloud Nine, one of those three, or maybe multiple of those three. So I don't think E.G. was going to make it regardless. Zero Zero Nation for me is the the far and away biggest upset here. I know Imperial was at home. Um and I know like they felt more like the home team because of the last dance saga and fallen being there and stuff but i i I really expected this to be like the event that zero zero nation was going to come out and be that number two team for brazil and i'm just here to officially state i am done i am done with zero zero nation i'm done propping them up i'm done hyping Tacold, i'm done convincing myself and others that this core um of young guns combined with this veteran status is is what they need um that i I can't i cannot do this anymore as far as this optimism with them that loss to ihc was just man like i i want to give all props to ihc and i will congratulations to them getting that win over zero zero nation is a huge win from an oceanic perspective um, but wow. Um, is that such a massive upset if you are cold and taco? I mean, these are former major winners. I, I don't, I'm not really interested in all of the, um, extra stuff. I know try and Dumao are young. Um, I know that they have, you know, three fifths of that squad is inexperienced on that stage, but I mean, for me, that's it. I, I can't do it anymore. Um, so, uh, yeah, When I do look at the eight teams that I did expect to go through, I will be transparent with this. I did expect to do a little better in this regard. Um, I didn't expect OG and Vitality to face in the final round. I think that kind of did a lot um, of shaking up people's pick'ems. I feel like Vitality, C9, Furia, OG, I feel like Outsiders, those ones were pretty strong guesses as far as um, assumptions for who would make it through. But, um, I've you know, obviously, um, Zero Zero Nation is my big boo-boo, and then my evil genius bias does come in. My question is with EG is, what do you do with those guys? Um, you know, we saw, we're, we're seeing this, this little saga with, like, Kassad coming out and being very anti-blueprint. And, of course, there are some other pundits that are, and you're totally allowed to, do that of course um by the way thank you 1hp the hots for the follow Um, That was a few minutes ago so thank you i totally missed that but um in regards to the um this eg project you know i understand the lower echelons i understand the eg white eg black um and of course making the major is a huge huge feat do not get me wrong um where they were in january versus where they are now immense strides gained Um, being able to quickly shed that Stewie drama um, and just kind of almost as if it never happened to come out of it in that regard Um, I do consider that very impressive Uh, scouting out Nealon bringing him in great move Hex was a nice addition even though he looked like an absolute shell of himself at the major this first time this guy has like no big events under his uh tutelage so um i mean i'm i am going to give him a pass in that regard but i i can i cannot give a pass to certain breeds i just cannot do that i'm not going to outright say replace them of course because that's not what i'm here for but when you're asking like what do you do with eg it does feel like they are leaning towards moving forward with this project these five um and Cirque was technically the best player at the event, technically. And he was technically the best player in their elimination games. Um, but again, he, for like well over a year now, he has not been a player in any capacity with the op that can look at Zaiwoo against OG today and how Nexa did a stellar job in map one of almost not making him play poorly, but just making Zaiwoo basically non-existent in the game but then as the second map came through you started to see those pockets where he was coming in with impact and so they started to avoid him make him start to rotate on the second map which I believe was inferno and then map three um Zewu just gets unleashed right they, they can no longer ignore him um he gets he makes like a couple nice plays with the scout um he starts popping off with the op and all of a sudden all of the the work from the first two maps is kind of moot. Um, you cannot get that with Cirque. You can't get that with Cirque at all. There, I don't remember a single play through this first stage where it was like, okay, Cirque is taking over. Dexter takes over. Zywû takes over. Simple takes over. Shiro, Osi. Um, I, I I mean we can I can keep going I guess if I have to. Jame, uh, like we I, I don't I don't think I need to keep picking names out of the hat for semantics purposes. I think my point is has been proven. Um <laughs> Hey, OJ. Um it's coming. Uh I'll tell you what, you stick around and uh we'll uh, we'll do an 18 plus for you, buddy. But I do appreciate you popping in. I really do. Um but on uh, you know, going back to Circ, it's um when is the well tapped, you know? Because It feels like there's nothing there in the skill department for Cirque left. There's nothing left for him as far as reinventing himself as a player, as a talent. He seems to be very rounded out, um, and there's not much room for growth. Now, I know he's young from a numeric standpoint. He's like 21, 22, whatever he may be, but as far as his tenure at a tier 1 level it's it's pretty well solidified he's been with EG for years now and i feel like what we have gotten out of circ is what we're going to get so it's tough to convince me even with malik there vorborg valens even the supplementary coaches on the on the on the other parts of the blueprint, like Munster and Axe, even with them all combining forces, I, I, it's hard for me to understand how Circa is going to grow beyond. Because we're we have seen a reinvention of Breeze since this blueprint has kind of gone in full force. We've seen him play differently under the Neilan tutelage. We've we saw him uh, experiment. When Stewie was leader, we saw things from Breeze that suggested, um, I guess, a will to win. I don't want to suggest that Cirque doesn't have a will to win because I don't want to state the notion that he's not trying. But if you're rounded out as a talent and there's nothing left to provide and there's nothing less to, left to grow from, then you know, from a managerial standpoint, then a decision needs to be made. Whatever that entails, I don't know. Um, we've talked about this on the Dust 2 podcast, Double Doors previously. I have suggested if you want to take a risk, you can obviously um, shoot for Viz. That guy is a beast. He was the arguably the best talent during ECL this last season. He was for sure the best opera last season. How does that translate in the next echelon? I don't know. Um, but he played. He's currently playing with the Stanislaw iteration of EG. I believe EG Black. So he's clearly malleable. <clears throat> Working with a an in-game leader as tenured and as reputable as Stanislaw suggests suggests that he can at least uh, theorycraft and play um, comfortably with greater minds, and he can produce impact in that regard. <clears throat> now, on the flip side, there's Pone alone. I don't personally think you give Ponalone a promotion opportunity just because his age is you, you want to talk about rounded out as a talent. That guy is very far rounded out. Now he is better than a lot of younger talent in the North American scene. But as far as the ceiling, it's, it's not nearly it. it first of all, it's, it's defined. It's very defined. We know what his ceiling is. His floor may be higher. Um, But if, if we're talking about a blueprint situation where, Um, you know, we want to take a chance in that regard. It makes the most sense to go Viz up. And then honestly, you grab a guy like Slight, somebody who recently left Strife, and you could pluck him out of, I believe he's just playing Counter-Strike right now. So you grab him, throw him on EG White or Black actually, and, um, you see what you can do there. That makes the most sense to me. If you were going to make a decision such as, um... Uh, such as that obviously now i know that people are very adamant about removing people from eg just because the patience with this eg lineup is thin 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 do you outright de facto cut somebody no you do not do it unless you have an outright replacement best player available kind of replacement um i don't think it's worth the risk so the only way it makes sense is if you do viz or if you can nail like a really really strong talent if like somehow one of these foreign ops were to leave after the major and you could somehow nail one of them if possible but again speaking within reason here it makes the most sense to probably call up viz or internally if they feel super confident about circ which they might then you go forward with that but whatever on the topic of american operas or america's operas one that is doing really well one that has been very malleable um during his growth and tenure with his team uh furia's safe that guy is unbelievable in terms of the growth from previous major to this major and i had in my notes here i had a question has safe arrived I'm just gonna go ahead and answer that in one word. I'm gonna go ahead and say yes. Um, the way that he handled himself through this stage, especially in front of the home crowd, when you when you try and recognize the circumstances, um, he hasn't been playing particularly well as far as like team play. Um, it's been really tough for Furia to get on the same page. When Serrato was playing well, Yuri was kind of slipping. When Yuri was kind of playing well, Kea Serato wasn't able to find form. And then Safe had his pockets of, um, of brilliance in between all of that. And it all started to kind of click at the road to Rio, America's RMR. From there on, it's just been like lights out. Um, we have, what, five, six maps played. I'm going to dig into his um, statistics actually fairly quickly. Um, And yeah, so I look at this. He only had one game where he played poorly. And when I say poorly, I mean um, either in the red in rating or in the red in plus minus. And he actually did both. And that was against Big in that first round. And if anybody had forgotten, which, uh, you know, that was a pretty resilient comeback by Big. That was a, a blown lead. By Furia on their ma- on their home pick of Vertigo, so Big lets it go to Vertigo. Furia blows the lead, and they were up like 16. I don't know, 10 or 11. I'm probably botching that. But um, after that, we see a complete turnaround. Right? He 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 has a good pickup game against 0-0 Zero Zero Nation. That's kind of a wash because we know how 0-0 Zero Zero Nation performed. But then he goes plus one against OG, um, Dexter, who is a world-class talent. This guy is a world beater for sure. Um, and he is going to be, assuming him and Nexa can stick together, obviously they have something good going with uh, FICO, Fiku, NeoFrag, and um and the and the like in the likes of that lineup. But um, he really shined against Gamer Legion. Now, prior to the RMR, I would have maybe not looked at that performance with very much of a lens but this gamer legion team is legit they are they they are a legitimate lineup um and i don't really need to get into details to prove that they made it through a tough european rmr and uh, made it to the very final round where they made it quite competitive um, through the first stage so kudos to them and we see point 1.30 rating plus in both of these showings i will confidently say safe has arrived And I think we're going to get more of that excellent showing um, in this next stage. And the reason why I'm so impressed with this showing, it's not just the numerics, because the numbers obviously tell a story, but it's the narrative that comes with it. It's the fact that he is, oh, let's see here. How old is this young player? He is, um, and when I say young, I mean inexperienced, because, of course, people will look at age and go, well, he's 27, right? Sure, he's 27. He's 27. In age but this guy has three years of of documented experience on HLTV the first of which was nine maps in 2019 so we're talking his first full year probably 2020 in an official setting um, that turnaround is pretty nuts we're talking pain Paquita, and furia those are that that's this guy's career trajectory now 27 okay To imagine that this guy probably started late, learned quick, and is now on the top Brazilian team after they've done a few shuffles. So they've shown that they're not afraid to mix it up if things go south. And um, has a bad showing at the major prior, comes in, and now he's a top team, uh, top performer for his team, and a top opera at the challenger stage. Um, So huge kudos to him and whoever they play first. I would be very worried just because this crowd is confidently behind them. And w- it, this current meta of Counter-Strike has proven when your opper is in form, as evident by the fact that Shiro, Simple, and Zyward probably the three best players in the world this year. Safe turning it on with Kea Serato and Yuri in form. That's going to be, that's a world beater. Legitimately a world beater. Then you combine it with the crowd. I do not want to play these guys. I would not want to play these guys first round. Um, so, yeah. On top of that, Furia are a scary bunch. So, on the topic of Shiro, Simple, Zaiwu, probably the three best players in the world this year. Um, Zaiwu almost didn't make it, but he did. So, we're back on a reset. What does that look like? Um, that's close. That's going to be close. That's for sure. I think right now, I think right now, Shiro um, is looking closer to simple than zaibu is to simple. And I would argue that Shiro is closer to simple than Zaiwu is to Shiro. Um, the, he, this stage, even with Cloud9 not looking good, because they did not look good until that very, very tail end of the stage, Shiro was looking simple-esque. And... I know, like, I remember seeing, like, Zai Wu go crazy when he first started and when Monacy goes crazy and first starts. But they have this it, – It it's easy it, – but you want to refrain, right? You don't want to go, well, this guy might be simp- – this guy might be the next simple. And I know people did that with Monacy, right? And he kind of found his own um. little zone where he might be. You know, it's a little too early for him probably. Um, Shiro has been in this game officially, um, as far as like top level, you know, going back to Gambit youngsters, we're talking two, three years. I think this now as good as any, this is his moment where we're talking simple-esque, you know, um, Zewu had his opportunity. He entered that echelon Zaibuesque. esque Um, I don't think Monacy has quite hit that level yet just because he's not here at this form. Um, he's not here on this stage at this form. Um, he has been unable to produce it at a major level. What we have here with Shiro, we have 1.52s, we have 1.49s, 1.45s consistently in best of threes. Like this is a different level. um And I and sure enough, of course, we get Cloud9 versus Phase in the first round, and. I am so unbelievably excited for that. Best of one. And we're getting a red-hot Cloud9 right now, who, although they did squeeze through with overtime wins and they had to take it to the final round of the stage, Shiro only got better. As Even when they were playing poorly, they got better. So they start to figure it out as a team. He gets better. I think if we get The Cloud9 now, now we don't know what level of phase we're going to get. I personally do not perceive phase to be in form. I think this is a favorable round one matchup for Cloud9. I think this is what Shiro needs to continue that 1-5-2, that 1-5-0. I think if you get like a Bad News Eagles, um, a Mouse, a Sprout, that's where you maybe get an opportunity for Axile or one of these guys to comfortably take over because... You know, it's it's a lesser quality team. It's easy to kind of steamroll, right? We're going to get a hardly contested match. FaZe is going to bring it to them. It's going to force Shiro to stay in that level. And I think that's when we're going to get the best out of Shiro. And then moving to that next uh, set of games, which coincidentally is so, so juicy for us. Vitality versus Navi round one. So we're going to get Zaibu versus Simple round one. So the questions will be answered right away. Because we saw Nexa do it. Nexa for two two maps and I'd say a quarter of that third map, Zaiwoo was largely ineffective. He didn't lack impact when he was there, but they rendered him useless by forcing rotates, by making him stay in positions where he would then later offer no impact because they ended up in a different area. We're not going to get that this time. We're going to get... And we're going to, especially against Na'Vi, we're going to get an aggressive, an aggressive Zywoo because they get through here. This one, this 0-0 match is done. They don't have to play Na'Vi until the rest of the playoffs. Okay. So if they can get this done, Zywoo can come in form, get this handled. You take a breath and you move forward. But, of course, the GOAT, simple. He's going to try and stop that. So we're going to get two incredibly juicy matchups to start that pertain to all three of those operas that I'm talking about that will very likely take the 1, 2, and 3 spots. If Shiro comes in here and dominates the way that I personally expect him to, because I foresee Cloud9 making top 8, I think we're going to get simple, Shiro, Zaiwu in that order. But who knows? I don't, I don't decide that. CS Mercurio, what's up? Thanks for uh, tuning in, and uh, thanks for following. I appreciate it. When I look at these eight teams, the one thing that I'm curious about, and when we look back historically, there's very, very few pockets of time in this um, major history when a team has started at that first stage and made it through to the major final and actually won. And turns out only two teams have ever done that. Astralis, the first major they won. Cloud Nine. <laughs> just gonna Cloud Nine. Just gonna leave that there. American Cloud Nine, by the way. Um, so when I look at these advancing teams, we look at Mouse, Bad News Eagles, Big, Outsiders, Furia, Vitality, Cloud Nine, Fnatic. Do I see a major winner in this group of teams? There's only two here that I see. Cloud Nine. For sure the number one, where I, I assume if any team's going to do it, it's going to be them. And no gimmicks here. There, There's no if this, if that. I just think if this, I just said if. This team comes in and they play the way that they have shown these last two rounds. They can compete with any of these teams. I believe that. Furia, on the other hand, if safe can carry this form to the next level, into this stage, which we don't know if he can. We do not know. That's why there's ifs if he does and if they do not succumb to the hometown pressure, which I don't think they will. But if if those two things work in furious favor, I think this is a top eight team and maybe a little better, maybe like a six or a five. You know, just because there are I'm real curious about Navi. We haven't seen them play in a month. feels like anything can happen. I agree, Hots. Um, I too am very curious about how they will perform. I'm very curious of the SDY variable. Um, I don't fear simple at all in terms of because obviously if he doesn't perform, um, you know they're not going to go deep. But I don't fear that. I I don't fear the way that Nexa was able to render zywoo ineffective through strategy i you i don't think you can do that with simple simple's just too um assertive and he's too overpowering um if he if he gets impatient by way of strategic um uh the strategy kind of rendering him useless sort of like how nexa did is Zaiwoo, he will just push down mid he will just gamble on a stack he he will just do things that other players don't have the pa- the impatience for or the stones to do really and that just comes with him being the goat i guess so honestly i don't know how the navi vitality matchup goes i do think it's going to go heavily on um zywoo and simple but i think as far as like a secondary um a secondary consideration is going to be how does because apex even though he wasn't statistically on fire during um this vitality comeback of sorts um i don't want to say comeback but where they were looking kind of out of it out of it in sorts they weren't looking like the vitality that claimed the number one spot and then kind of as they worked their way back into it especially during that series against og although apex wasn't impactful in terms of numerics He does bring something out of server, you know, he makes a good play, and he he brings the camaraderie, the hoop, and the holler, and I feel like energy-wise, he was keeping them in the game, and I know that's a hard thing to translate, because it is a game, it is a game that is played in server, and um, for people who don't really care about those intricacies, it's easy to dismiss that, but... I think Apex was very pivotal for them to stay alive in that regard as far as morale is concerned, especially with how Sphinx was kind of getting abused for a chunk of that series. Um, he didn't really look great as like B Anchor on Inferno and things of the sort. So um, I think there's certainly some, there's more room for concern in my opinion for Vitality. And I don't think that's a and that is and that is the unfortunate byproduct of the fact that we have seen them play because we have not seen Navi play yet it's hard to outright say they're going to struggle because we haven't seen it yet but Vitality we did watch struggle so we can bring some tangible evidence to the forefront and say you know they they might struggle um but honestly i i don't know um but I, I guess when I'm looking at this matchup, I, I I think the the C9 phase matchup bears more weight than the Navi Vitality because I don't think Vitality wants to go like if Vitality goes one here and they somehow miraculously get stuck playing um Cloud9 or Phase or like a Furia or Ents or like a Nip or Fnatic I. That is a disaster for Vitality. I I do believe so. Even in Outsiders. Um, And there's some tough matchups to start here. Um, So, I think, worst case scenario, out of these four teams, Phase, Cloud9, Navi, Vitality, if Vitality goes down 0-1, out of all four, they are in the most trouble. And that's just that. That's just my opinion. Um... The other three teams just have way too much of extended arsenal, so that's just me. But um, kind of going back, do I think any of these eight teams? Because I know we're bouncing all over the place, and I tried to keep try to keep it corralled, but um, too many thoughts over these last seven days of competition, and you know, me not tweeting for the whole week left me with a lot of thoughts. So um, honestly, that's kind of the. Just of my challenger stage side of things, my big, um, just going back to the most, the the, the original um, sentiment that I offered, Mouse, I'm not going to underrate him like that anymore. Bad News Eagles, I'm not going to underrate him anymore. I, I'm not going to lie, I was definitely on the hate wagon for Mouse and specifically Dexter's in game leading ability. I, I really had no confidence in it, no belief. I will 100% say, egg on my face. Um, they came and they brought it and, um, they beat, worthy opponents, certainly teams that I thought were going to do better than them. So I got to give them kudos, bad news Eagles. Those guys are legit as can be. Um, I should have honestly given them more props to begin with. Uh, Kieran is over there. Uh, KJ as assistant coach, I should have looked closer, um, towards them knowing that they have some domestic help involved. I should have been a little bit, uh, more optimistic in that regard, but Hey, um, you know, I'm, I can only walk, watch so much CS. And of course, um, you know, those guys do play on the other side of the world. So this is the best opportunity to learn right here. So um, who I expected to go through, Vitality, C9, Furia, uh, Outsiders, um, Fnatic. Those ones were all correct. My incorrects, EG00Nation. In hindsight, those were stupid decisions because EG did not even look remotely as they did in the RMR, which obviously you should have expected an incredible, um, increase in competition from the America's RMR. And then same as zero zero nation, that was me drinking the Kool-Aid in full force. I drank the whole gallon, dude. Um, I believed in that project way too much. And in 2023, I will not. So, um, you're going to probably hear some slander from my friend in that regard. And then, OG, um, that's just unfortunate, honestly. Um, so if, if you rerun the simulation, they probably make it, honestly. So what can you do there? But looking at the legend stage, uh, just looking at the eight teams, I have done no greater research as far as what eight teams I think are going to make playoffs. Um, I'm only looking at the first round matchups right now. Haven't ran the calculator, haven't done anything of the sort, haven't done any extensive detail um, diving, haven't done anything like that, no stats, nothing. I'm just looking at pure vibes going off of what I saw and what I feel. Honestly, just going off these eight, just going off the first matchups and um, who I think is going to make it. I think it makes a and this is what's difficult because you see Cloud9 and FaZe face off, Navi and Vitality face off, Nip and Fnatic face off, Ensign, Furia, and then of course you have Heroic Outsiders and then Liquid and Mouse. So it's like, if I'm to say that I think Liquid, that I think one of Heroic and Outsiders, that I think Vitality, Navi, FaZe, Cloud9, and Nip are all worthy. And then, and then of course, Ence and Fury are all worthy of making it. It's like, how do all of them make it, which numerically they can't, but then how do these teams that are all playing each other, how do they get out of the 0-1s? Because it could very well happen that FaZe and Vitality lose, and then they play each other, and now you have an 0-2. So... It's, it's so hard to guess how it's going to go, obviously. But purely off of instinct and who I believe the best eight teams are, just purely off of that stack ranking the eight best teams, if I am to do that, I think it goes Na'Vi. I think it goes Liquid, Furia, FaZe, Nip. Those are five right there. Na'Vi, Liquid, Heroic, Phase, Nip. I think you get Cloud9 in there. I think you get... um spirit so that's seven and i think you get one of fury and vitality that's how i think it goes um if Ents beats furia and vitality loses to navi i am and obviously now we're just getting into that simulation calculator sort of thing if i look at my phone and that's how it goes tomorrow i lean very much towards ends all of a sudden i swap out um, Furia and or Furia or, um, vitality and I swap in Ents because from a head to head perspective, I do think Ents has what it takes to beat Vitality, especially in a best of three setting. I really do believe that, um, and I think uh, the the other teams mentioned. I think pound for pounds, top to bottom, are just better teams, and I don't think Zywoo, Unfortunately, I can't believe I'm saying this. I don't think Zywoo is the Zywoo buff is gonna be enough. For this major. Just because too many teams are coming into this event too strong. So. Who will go 0-3 and why is it Liquid? <laughs> Honestly man. it It's seriously. Like I could see. I could see Vitality get a really bad draw. And I could see them get grinded out by outsiders. Like. I, obviously Logic would suggest Sprout. Because like they did have a good showing at the RMR. But. On paper, these guys are out of their league. So Sprout does make a lot of sense. That's the safe pick. b is a safe pick. But from what I saw, um, Vitality do not look good at all. And it, obviously there's a lot of opportunity for them to pick it up. But I just, I don't, I carry a lot of reservation. I don't want to be the crazy person to say they're going to go 0-3. It makes a lot more sense that Fnatic, Big, Sprout, Outsiders, BNE, Mouse, one of those guys do it, Um, but we'll see. I will say this, though. If Vitality go 0-3, I just want you and anybody here that's watching and anybody that's going to watch further, I just want it to be documented that I will not be surprised in any capacity if they go 0-3. The Danish-French... Mix never made sense to me. Adding in Spinks, none of it makes sense. It, it just, it, it, I don't get it. Um, the vision, I trust Zonics vision, of course, but I have, I had my reservations when they come, when it, when it's all formed. We are now, however, far into it, it does not make sense to me. So, make of that what you will. Um, I guess since. I've, I've pretty much covered everything, but I'll, uh, touching up very, very briefly on liquid. Um, I, I want to retain my bias from them, but I will say this, this does feel like a honeymoon event. It really does. It feels like when they, when they grabbed Yekandar off stand in right away and they just went on this tear, um, they blow that best of five to vitality, but they come out and they sign Yekandar, I feel like that was a symbol of washing it away. Um, Elise talked about redoing the playbook, and I think this is where we're going to get that. I think we're going to get this newfound honeymoon liquid where they can now confidently say Daps is the coach and Yekandar is the fifth. Before it was Daps is the coach, Yekandar might be the fifth. He is now implementing his system with Yekandar there for sure for probably multiple years. If I had to guess, this was probably a one to two for I, I would imagine this is an 18 month to 24 month contract. I would I would very confidently, or at least a 10 to 12 month contract with an option. That's that's what would make sense to me. You now have for sure Daps at the helm with Yekandar as secondary in-game leader, Nitro as head caller. There's no questions now. I think we're gonna get a honeymoon period. I think we're gonna get something special out of liquid. And I anything short, anything short of top eight and then winning the quarters, making semis, anything short of that, I'm disappointed. Because on paper, this team should be able to compete with FaZe should and should be able to beat FaZe. Seriously, if they struggled against complexity at a prior event, this team should be able to beat FaZe. Cloud9, they already beat Cloud9, should be able to beat them again. Vitality, took it to them, and Vitality look worse, should be able to beat them. Navi, that's a question mark. Nip, should be able to beat them. Fnatic, Entz, Furia, Sprout, Big, Heroic, that's a tough one. Outsiders, matchups make fights, that's a tough matchup. Spirit? Also a tough one. B&E and Miles, I think those are easy. I think off of matchup, I think Yekendar is a good catalyst to get over the hump against his CIS contemporaries and outsiders and spirit. But that Na'Vi one, I'm very unsure of. And then sitting on it for a quick second, the Cloud9 one I do fear just because of their current form, but Liquid has beat them recently. There's only about three or four teams that I think are at the same level as liquid or better confidently that's heroic that is navi that is cloud nine and off of matchups i'm going to say one four a and four b outsiders and spirit because it's hard to believe that they can both compete just talking numbers um but uh, liquid should enter top eight three one or three oh anything less than that not good. I, I don't I don't want a day 5 elimination do or die. I don't want that. Um and of course, doesn't matter what I want, it's going to come down to what they do in the server. So, um honestly, I that's got to be all of it, man. We're going on 45 minutes. Um that's got to be everything we've covered here. Um we've talked the challenger stage under rates, over rates. We're talking the trucks again standoff between Shiro, Simple, Zaiwoo, Um What do you do with EG? Has safe arrived? Do we have a major winner out of this group from the challenger stage? And um, my expectations for this next stage. So, honestly, that's kind of it. Um, I will say this. I want a breakout event from OC. I want it so bad. So, so, so bad. I I want OC supremacy in Rio in front of a crowd. I just, I want the next level unlocked. Cause I know this isn't the last we've seen of Josh Ohm's growth and s- please give it to me sooner rather than later. I, I, oh man, that, that would be something special. But anyway, now I'm just offering semantics. I'm not saying anything of substance. So I'm going to get out of here guys. Um, for those of you that t- tuned in on Twitter spaces, if anyone did, um, I've been testing the water on there, trying to get more involved in that space. So thank you so much for tuning in there. Everyone that tuned in on Twitch, even if it was for one second, greatly appreciate it. Um, thank you for the quick appearance from OJ Borg, and of course, um, the follows from CS Mercurio and One HP The Hots. Uh, your guys' support is super, super appreciated. Um, I'm not, I haven't been super active on the streaming and um, side of things for a long time. Any prediction who will win the major? I'm going to just be safe here. Honestly, I I think I'm not going to be safe here. I think besides Navi, uh, because I don't think, I don't think phase repeats here. I'm going to flat out say that. I don't think phase repeats. I think if I had to stack rank the three best teams, as far as who I believe number one, best chance, number two, best chance, number three, best chance, I'm going Navi. I'm going cloud nine and I'm going heroic. I am very, very high on Heroic entering this event. Um, I think right now they're flying under the radar in terms of where people rate them, which is very uncommon uh, for what, as of late, where people have rated heroic during the pandemic, the online era. And then like the six to eight months after the pandemic, it felt like everybody had them ready to go. You know, every event was theirs. And I feel like they've kind of gone under the radar here for this event. I think that's good for them. And I think they're going to do magic at the major. And I, I for sure have them locked in at top four. I no doubt in my mind, they're a top four team. So if, If they're in the finals, and if Heroic takes a trophy home for Denmark, (laughs) don't be surprised. But who do I think is favorited? Navi. Who do I want to win? Liquid. Um, So, unfortunately, I'm playing it a little safe. I don't have like a de facto number one who will win the major just because, you know, honestly, the boring answer is Navi. That's just it. Um, but I'm hoping for something special. That's all I'm going to say. I hope whatever it is we get, I hope that the real major, which will already be historic, we've already gotten historic challenger stage numbers. I know we're going to get historic viewership numbers for the rest of the event. I just hope we get something historic, whatever it is, whether that means simple locking in his, uh, his second trophy, whether that means a phase repeat, which I don't think will happen whether it's Shiro take coming in and assuming the new CIS crown, whether it's liquid giving, getting over the hump, heroic, getting over the hump, whatever it is. I just want something historic. So that's all I'm here for, man. I'm just here for the history so I can talk um, storylines moving forward. So, but um, that's it. That's gotta be it. We're going on an hour. um, And yeah, I don't know. That's it guys. (laughs) Um, I really, really loved this, though. I'm going to do this more for sure. Fury vs. Liquid in the grand final. You hear it first here. We have a man on the outside of the simulation, and it is Mr. Hots right here. 1HP the Hots. Giving us the inside scoop of what's going to happen. So, remember where you heard it first. Um, I'm loving this live stream stuff, so I'm going to be hitting this stuff really hard um after the real major and during the real major so everybody who tuned in please do more um, i'm going to be doing my best to get this more marketed and i'm going to be doing hey well thanks a lot mercurio i appreciate it um and yeah i, I really appreciate that and honestly what i'm trying to do it i'm trying to build something here as well Um, I love doing stuff for dust too, but I'm trying to focus more in on the community here at the Crouch Peak side of things, um, on my more personal brand, maybe do some, um, more interactive communication with the viewers and things just because you don't get that with the articles. So, um, anyway, I can get more involved and spread ideas and learn some things from everybody else too, because I don't know everything. So, um, yeah, I, I intend on this being active again, like it was when I first started Crouch Peak, but in more of a live setting. So, um for anybody who prefers the recordings that will be up on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeart Podcasts, everything. So, um we're going to be everywhere and nowhere at the same time. So, um yeah. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Um everybody on Twitch Mercurio and Hots, thank you so much. Um everybody on the Twitter space, thank you so much. And um your follows are super appreciated. If nothing else, just a simple follow is goes a long way so thanks so much guys and i will 100 see everybody at the next episode probably after the legend stage as we prepare for the playoffs so thanks so much take care press control to crouch the crouch peak podcast